Uh, I'm not David Kibler. I am Donovan Gregory. I am the youth minister here. Um, as John Kelly mentioned earlier, it is Youth Sunday, so we have a lot more kids volunteering. We have a lot more of our youth volunteering, and I actually get to preach. Uh, real quick, let's give it up for Ava. She did an amazing job. This is only her second time ever on stage. That was amazing. Uh, God's going to do wonderful things with her. So uh, today we are continuing through our series called The First. And today we get to talk about how God gets the first part of our morning. Uh, and a lot of you all probably immediately, well, I don't have much time in my morning. I wake up, I get ready. Uh, if I have kids, I get the kids to school. If I don't have kids, I get to work as fast as I possibly can. And I used to be just like that. I used to uh, wake up the latest possible time. I probably have eight alarms set when I uh, used to go to UK uh, before my 8 a.m. and I would get to my 8 a.m. at 8 a.m., uh, which wasn't late, shockingly. Um, but we have to, as Christians, uh, start our morning off with prayer. So I have a question for you all to think uh, the whole time I'm up here talking, and I will have an answer for you all, a definitive answer towards the end of everything. Um, but think about this question. The question is, do you think that prayer uh, is a spiritual need? Do we, as God-loving Christians uh, who go through our days, do we need prayer to strengthen or grow a relationship with God or grow us spiritually? Um, Generally, I believe that, yes, prayer is needed as a Christian uh, to start our day, especially because it prepares us for our day. And when we get prepared for our day uh, with prayer, I know that I typically feel more rejuvenated. I feel more awake. I need less coffee throughout the day. Uh, I still need coffee. I have a sign in my office that actually says I run on a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. So I can't go a day without coffee, but um, we have to start with prayer. And uh, there are three ways and reasons that I found that we have to start our, our morning with prayer. It prepares us, number one, is it prepares us to fight temptation. Uh, Matthew 26, 41 says this. It says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we are still in the month of January. Uh, we've all probably set New Year's resolutions sometimes in our life. I know I definitely have. I have a New Year's resolution this week of just to lose a little bit of weight, go back to kind of uh, before pandemic time, I gained a little bit of weight. Um, I'm sure people have similar uh, uh, resolutions. Uh, some people might want to read more books. Some people might want to read the Bible more. Heck, some people might even want to pray more. Um, but we go into these resolutions typically by ourselves. And uh, a lot of times we might stick with them, uh, but maybe we get sick and we skip a couple days at the gym and then we're like, oh, there's no point to the gym. Or uh, we, something comes up, there's a family emergency and we miss Bible studies. So we stop going to the Bible study and we read less of the Bible over the year than we wanted to. Um, or sometimes we might be able to stick to them, but those are things of the flesh. Now, temptation is something that even if we start off the new year wanting to fight temptation, it will forever be there. Temptation does not leave this earth until we get to go to heaven uh, because Satan does rule the earth, and we can't fight temptation by ourselves. If we try to, it's very, very daunting, and I'm sure we will probably mess it up somehow. We are humans, but once we pray and we get to talking with God and we figure out what God wants us to do, it's a lot easier to fight temptation. I found it a lot easier to fight, you know, any kind of temptation that I have throughout my day, whether it be to uh, cuss more or if it's to just skip up reading the Bible for the day, whatever it is. Uh, when I started genuinely praying for myself, those temptations were still there, but were a lot easier to fight off by myself. Number two is that uh, we build that relationship with God. 
Uh, Romans 8, 14 through 15 says this. It says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you a slave so that you live in a fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought to you about your adoption to sonship, and by we, we cry, Abba, Father. Uh, we get to be children of God. God loves us so much that uh, he created this big, massive universe, and he also created us. He created all of us in his likeness, whether it be uh, boy, girl, long hair, brown hair, blonde hair, God created you in that specific way for a reason. It's because he loves you. And not only uh, do we get to build a relationship with a father, a loving father, uh, through communication, um, I don't know about you, but communication is a very important part of a relationship. Uh, If you're married or engaged or boyfriend or girlfriend, if you're person, your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever, asks you to go to um, the grocery store, and all you say is, yep, and then you head out the door and go to the grocery store, I'm sure what you get is not anywhere near what they wanted. I know if my fiance asked me to go to the grocery store and grab some stuff to make dinner, I'd probably buy a case of energy drinks, a big two-pound bag of Sour Sour Patch Kids, and a Lego, and the only thing she would like is the Lego. Um, But when we don't communicate with each other, Uh, We run into problems similar with God. If we don't communicate with God, we run into problems. Uh, Communication in general is very important in our relationship with God. And I'll get to that in a little bit bit more, but um, we can't build relationships without talking to each other. I don't know how many friends I have that I don't see slash talk to once or twice a week. Uh, That just doesn't happen. I know all my friends in high school that I don't talk to, I probably haven't talked to them in months. We're not friends anymore. I could probably tell you what their life's about through Facebook or Instagram, and that's about it. And uh, we need communication with God, just like we need communication with uh, people here to build that relationship. Number three is that prayer gets to align us with God's will. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says this. It says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. So without prayer, uh, we don't get to know what God wants us to do. Uh, We just finished our series in Revelations where we found out, or already knew, Jesus is going to come back. Uh, That's definitely going to happen one day, and how are we supposed to know what God wants us to do if we don't talk to him? How are we supposed to know our will through God if we don't talk to him? I used to go to UK. Well, I went to Tiffin University, which is in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, for about a year, uh, striving a goal that I set myself. I didn't I might have asked God every once in a while for help, but it was a goal that I set myself. I wanted to play college soccer, and amazingly, I got to. I went to a small school up in Ohio, and I played soccer up there. Uh, I was freezing and miserable, and I was lonely because I didn't have any friends because I was about five hours away from home, but I still got to complete my dream. Um, But however, I broke my foot about a year into it. about a semester actually into it. So I moved home and I went to UK because I thought, well, I was there pursuing a communications degree in sports journalism. So I came to UK and they had um, sports journalism available there at UK. So I pursued it. I thought that's what I was supposed to do. It's what made me happy. Um, But then more and more roadblocks got put in my way. I, I still didn't pray often then back then either, but still roadblocks got put in my way. I wanted uh, I had to have a minor to be able to graduate to have enough credits for some weird reason. That's how the College of Communication works at UK. So I kept trying to go for a minor, and then it would overlap with things that I needed to do. And I'd go for a different minor, and then it'd overlap with things that I do. And I'd go for a different minor, and you see where the picture goes. Um, I just kept running into roadblocks. 
Until one day, I decided to start praying uh, with a good pal of mine. His name is Rob Harlemert. Some of you all might know him, but he has kind of been my mentor, and we started praying about what I need to do. This is the first time I've probably sat down and genuinely prayed about what I needed to do, or what God wanted me to do uh, through my life. And that's how he became a youth minister. That's kind of how I got here. But I would have not known that unless I started praying. Unless I uh, did more than the communion pray on Sunday morning, morning or the occasional before meal pray, just thank God for this food. No, when I sat down and had a general uh, conversation, a genuine conversation with God, that is when I realized what he wanted me to do. And now it's not what I wanted to do, it's what he wanted me to do, and I can say I am far happier here at Catalyst as a youth minister than I was five hours away pursuing my dream that I thought I had. Uh, So prayer is awesome and it's amazing. Um, Don't knock it until you try it. Prayer is amazing. Uh, It helps us with our walk with Christ. It helps us form our spirituality, Um, but it can be hard. Uh, Being consistent and having meaningful prayers is very difficult. It's hard. It's a hard skill that we have to pursue. It is a spiritual discipline, and disciplines aren't easy. That's why they're called disciplines, especially if you've played soccer. Discipline is or soccer, sports, sorry, I'm a soccer person, so there's always soccer on my mind. Uh, If you played sports, you know discipline, following the rules, is probably one of the hardest parts about sports. Um, So this prayer discipline, in my opinion, honestly, is the hardest for me. Uh, But there's amazing things that can come out of it. Prayer is probably the most important, one of the most important disciplines, in my opinion, because we get to talk to God. So like I said, I used to stink at prayer. I was probably the worst prayer in all of the youth group. I prayed mm, communion time and maybe for a meal every once in a while. Uh, And then when I went to college, I didn't have a church to go to, so I didn't really get to pray much up there. I'd pray before tests, but I'm pretty sure we've all prayed before tests, so that doesn't really count. Um, But when I slowly started to get into this prayer routine, there's a few things that I did that I think will help a lot of people. Uh, The sole goal of of praying in the morning is spending genuine alone time with God. But like I said at the beginning, it's hard. We're busy. Some of us want to sleep in. We set five alarms so we can get up at the latest possible. But uh, what I did was this. I uh, started doing it when I was doing mundane tasks in the morning. I would uh, do it when I was getting dressed. I would do it while I'm in the shower. I would do it while I'm brushing my teeth. I would do it while I'm making breakfast. When you're doing things that don't require much thought, it's very easy to put most of your thought to God. Um, But the goal is to put all of your thought with God. So once, I'd say that took me probably two or three months to finally figure out how to pray in the morning and uh, what to pray about in the morning, which is different for everyone. But Once I figured that out, I've started spending genuine alone time with God. And that is when uh, my will aligned with his. I was more rejuvenated and ready to go in the morning. I was more awake. I was more excited to take on the day. I was excited to share more of the gospel. Uh, Whatever it was, I did it uh, when I started praying alone. Um, Or if you're a group person and you like hanging out with other people, praying in groups is a, a very good way to get yourself acclimated to prayer. Uh, we as a staff actually, uh, I've never seen this before, we actually pray before every staff meeting and talking to people while I'm at school, it's a very rare thing to do. We as a staff align our staff meetings where we pray about each other, where we pray about you all, where we pray about the world, whatever it be. We do that first. That is the first thing we do. 
Um, and it's a wonderful feeling to pray with a group of Christians. When you get to pray with a group of Christians, you get to pray for one another, you get to pray together about the world, you get to hear things from different perspectives that you've never heard before. Um, so if you're a group person, uh, that is a great way to get into prayer, is praying with a group. Um, so and I now have a very strange question for you all. I'm gonna ask you this before I get into the metaphor that I'm using, uh, just straight up. Are you a Percocet prayer or are you a Playdate prayer? Now just think about that. I just, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but think about it. Uh, Matthew 6, 5 through 8 says this. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, I have received their reward in full, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is, who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because there are many words. Do not be like them, for, father, for your Father knows uh, what you need before you ask them. So now, a Percocet prayer is this. A prayer that is when you only, sorry, excuse me. A prayer that you pray when all you want is a want or a need. When you go to God and it's about you, when you're being selfish, uh, when you're God, my neighbor, he has a really nice car. I don't want a car as nice, but I want a better car than my 1999 Toyota Camry. It'd be amazing, God. Or God, um, my, my brother just won the lottery. It was 100 bucks. I could have really used that 100 bucks, God. I, can I win the lottery? When you have these selfish prayers, that's a characteristic of a Percocet prayer. Another one is one that only benefits you. It's similar to the last one. It is about you. It, it, no matter what, it's somehow you're trying to convince God that he's wrong and you're right. Um, and people are probably like, what? Who's going to try and convince God that he's wrong? He's God. He's the creator of the universe. But uh, I've done it. Uh, I'm sure some of you all can go back to maybe when you were younger and you've done it uh, in high school or middle school or some of the middle schoolers and high schoolers in here. They've probably done it. Um, it's not that rare that we try and convince God that he's not God and he doesn't know everything. We love to think we know everything when all in actuality we don't. The last characteristic of a Percocet prayer is this. It's a prayer that doesn't affect the kingdom of God. Now, when we get to align ourselves with the will of God, we get to go out and we get to make disciples who create disciples. One of the wonderful things we do here at Catalyst, uh, we get to spread the word of God. We get to go on mission trips. Whatever it be, uh, when we align ourselves with God, we expand the kingdom. When it's a Percocet prayer, when it's a selfish prayer, we don't. It's all about us, and we don't affect the kingdom one bit. Um, so think about this. There's a dad and he, uh, his daughter grew up in his house with him, and uh, he became abusive and an alcoholic and a drug addict, and so she slowly worked her way up and finally was able to move out. Um, but once she moved out, a few years down the road, she decided to get a hysterectomy, or had to get a hysterectomy. So she was bedridden and recovering, and um, her dad calls her up, starting off lovingly, saying, hey, sweetie, what can I do for you? Like, can I go get groceries for you? Do you need me to bring you food? Do you need me to cook you food? Do you need me to clean your house? It starts off loving. It starts off how a dad would typically talk to the daughter, um, but then she remembers that he's still a drug addict because of this question right here. He goes, what kind of painkillers did they put you on? And she's like, dad, you don't want to help me. You just want to come over here because I have Percocet. Because I have 
this thing that you want that'll give you a high for five minutes, an hour, whatever it be, that's what you want. You don't care about me. You want something from me. So the opposite of that is a play date prayer. And these are the characteristics of a play date prayer. Uh, it's a relationship-building prayer, just like we talked about a little bit ago. Um, when you spend time talking to God, not wanting from God and asking from God, um, but when you go to God and all you want to do is talk to God and say, hey, I think God's pretty funny. I tell God jokes all the time, especially my really bad dad jokes. I try and run them by him before I tell him at youth group, uh, which doesn't fly by very well. So, um, but when you just talk to God, you get to build a relationship with God and things open up in front of you for, from God. Number two, uh, the second characteristic is a conversation with God. It's not a request from God, so similar to relationship building, um, but a lot of times when I was in high school, even with communion prayer, I would go to God and request, hey God, my week was kind of bad. Can, can you maybe, uh, I, this work schedule hasn't come out. Can you, can you maybe give me an extra day off this week? Hey God, uh, I ran out of money. Um, can, can you somehow magically give me $20 so I can pay for gas? Hey God, I, I'm just sad right now and I need you to comfort me. Um, I need you to love on me, which he does and he will. Um, but it's a conversation with God rather than an request from God. Uh, the third characteristic is a prayer that can grow you and align you with God. So it's the opposite of a prayer that doesn't affect the kingdom of God at all. Again, when we find our will and we get to go expand the kingdom of God, that makes God happy. When more of his children, more of his daughters and sons get to go up to the kingdom of heaven with him because of the work that his already uh, following uh, daughters and sons do, it makes him happy. He loves uh, us. He wants us all to go to heaven, and Satan wants us all to go to hell. So when we have prayer and we figure out how to grow the kingdom so less people go to hell and more people get to spend eternity with God, it makes God happy. So um, you all probably think in play date. Oh, that's kind of childish, but it's not. This is a play date. So we had the Percocet story, right? So this is a play date story. Uh, you spend time with your loved ones. You spend time with your husband or your spouse or your wife. Uh, that's a play date. When I get dragged to the Fayette Mall because Kaylee wants to go to Altered State for the fifth time this week, that's a play date. I don't care. Genuinely, I, I make fun of her, but I don't care. I love her. I want to spend time with her. And vice versa, when I, uh, again, I'm a big soccer person. I watch soccer at seven in the morning because my favorite team's in England, and so I'm stuck watching England time soccer. And, and I wake her up, uh, and we FaceTime, and we watch soccer together because she loves me. She wants to spend that time with me. She's excited that I'm excited. Um, when you're with your best friends, when you go fishing, or there's a bunch of you all that ride motorcycles here. That is a play date. You all are playing with your motorcycles together, and you get to go up to Northern... <laughs> you all get to, your favorite thing is to go up to Northern Kentucky, and uh, I'll never experience that because I'm too scared to ride a motorcycle, but I play video games. Um, that's my play date is playing video games. Whatever it is, uh, play dates aren't childish. They are how you build the relationship with one another. So I'm going to invite the band to come on back up. Um, so I want you all to rethink about the question that I asked at the very beginning of the message. Do you think prayer is a spiritual need? And I hope you all have the same answer that I do, because it is 100%, as we like to say on the Midweek Podcast, a yes. 
Prayer is a a spiritual need because it builds our relationships with God, just like it builds our relationships here on earth with communication. Uh, It helps us thrive through the day. It aligns us with what God wants us to do. How are we supposed to know what we're supposed to do from God if we don't talk to him? It's physically impossible. Uh, uh, But when we go to God, are we a Percocet prior? Do we ask for a request? Are we like those telemarketers who we all get with that amazing technology we have now that says spam risk on it so we can all ignore it? Are you one of those telemarketers who is asking you to extend your car warranty? Do you go to God asking him to extend his car warranty? Or are you like a saved phone number? I know when I see my fiance's phone number pop up on my screen, I get excited and I answer it as fast as possible, nine times out of 10. That one time I know I'm in trouble. Um, But I'm sure you all get excited when your mom or your dad maybe, or your wife or your husband, or even your kids sometimes call, and God probably looks at his phone and does he think, oh, this is another telemarketer? Or, oh, this is someone I love to talk to, and I know this is going to be a relationship-building conversation. So, again, God loves to talk to us. He continuously wants to talk to us. There's nothing um, against praying to God 24-7. It just helps us a lot better when we give God the first part of our morning, and we get, uh, again, the main thing today. A day hemmed in by prayer is unlikely to unravel. Uh, So pray to God continuously throughout the day, but we need to set aside time for genuine connection with God in the morning. Thank you.